Welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 2 of Ebola Lassam Zanze, a South African football podcast with me, your host, the original, Tony G. So last week we done episode 1 and it was it was a great experience actually. So if you haven't watched episode 1, just go through the YouTube channel, you'll find it. Go through the Spotify channel, you'll find it. Um, you, Or you can go to my Instagram at original underscore Tony underscore G. Uh, pin the link in the bio or in the website or you can go find me on twitter it's the real tony g you can find i put the link there or you can go on facebook which is also the real tony g so you can find me there and you can find the link and go listen to episode one but enough said about episode one because this week we into episode two and this is saturday the 11th of june 2022 and yeah what better way to start than Bafana Bafana, our very own national team. So on Thursday, the 9th of June at 9pm, we saw Bafana Bafana take on Morocco away at Ra- in Rabat. So unfortunately, Bafana lost 2-1. So I don't know whether it's unfortunate or what because we were trying to do something. Actually, it was a heist actually. We were trying to pull off a heist and... Unfortunately, things like that, when they go wrong, they go wrong. But like with this one, it didn't really go that wrong. It was it was decent. It was decent. So let's just go through the match. Um, So it was Bafana against Morocco and it was at Rabat. So like uh, the team, our team uh, in, go- in goals, we, it was Ro- Ronan Williams. And then right back, it was Kulisum Dawu, left back, Lila Kay. Tibang Pete, Tarek Phillips, and Grant Kekana, all three in centre-back. And then we had a midfield three. It was Goodman Musele, Spelelos Tole, and Teminko Siloch. And then up front, it was the duo of Lyle Foster and Pesitao. So uh, the game the game was it was a one-sided affair. Because, like, I mean, it was to be expected. Morocco are ranked 24th in the world and South Africa are 69th. So, there is a huge difference. So, like, it was going to be one-way traffic. Although, at the first 10 minutes of the game, things didn't go as expected because, whoo. So, like, Bafana scored first. Like, they, they, they scored the first goal in the 8th minute uh, via Lyle Foster. It was, it was a counter-attack where Morocco were attacking and then South Africa were able to get the ball to, to Stole, who was in midfield. And then Sitolo was able to, to, to spot Lyle Foster, who, who made a run. And he, he had Ashraf Hakimi for company. And uh, he, he was physically... He won the physical battle and he didn't really have to do much. Just win the physical battle because... Hakimi, Hakimi was backtracking. He wasn't really closing him down. So, like, Hakimi was actually leading uh, Lal Foster to, back to, to, to his own goal. So, like, Lal Foster just saw that, I this person is leading me back to his own goal. I Let me just let me just shoot and, and try my luck. And then, hey, you never carve. So, that's how Wafana scored. Like, uh, Lal Foster found the back of the net in the eighth minute. And it has to be said, that was South Africa's only attempt... At goal. Like, I'm not being sarcastic or something. It was Bafana's only attempt on goal. Even the numbers say that and numbers don't lie. And I know that sometimes maybe the numbers don't reflect like how the game went. But at this time, the numbers reflect how the game went. Because like, after that, South Africa were non-existent. Bafana were non-existent. 
it's like they were not even there. Like, they were just there to, to defend the one goal. Like, how can you defend one goal for like 80 plus minutes? Where have you ever heard of that? Like, sure, you can win with luck, Mara. Things like that don't really happen that much. So, like, if you're unlucky, this can happen. And I feel like Bafana should just have to thank Ronan Williams because it could have been way worse. Williams pulled off some incredible saves from Hakimi. Like, he pulled off some incredible saves. So, I even so, yeah, Hakimi gave him a hand to show that, hey, dog, like, hey, you really turned up today. I wish the rest of your team also turned up because... It wasn't really fun for Morocco because as, as a football team, when you're playing, you need somebody to attack you and you attack them back for, 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 for it to be a game. That's what we call a match. It's a matchup. So this time, I know it was a mismatch, but can you at least like try? Because it's like we didn't even try. All right, so since Bafana scored and then... Morocco kept on attacking, attacking, looking for an equalizer. Ronan Williams pulling save after save. And they finally found an equalizer. In, I think it was their 100th attempt or something. Because, wow. So, they found an equalizer in the 51st minute. And they took the lead in the 87th minute. Um, So, like, they found the equalizer in the 51st minute. Bafana still were unfazed. Actually... They defended more than they did in the first half because they were saying, ah, one point in Morocco. Are we taking it, bruh? So, like, they found the, they took the lead in the 87th minute after uh, Kaiser Chiefs target uh, Yusuf Mart. <laughs> Yusuf Mart tried to dribble. I don't know who was he dribbling. Maybe there was a ghost that was marking him or something. He tried to dribble in the middle of the park and he, he lost the ball. And then, ah. He was punished. Marvella, that's what happens when you lose the ball. You get punished. So, like, I don't know why Mart couldn't just, just pass the ball, bro. Played simple. You're away at North Africa. Uh, oh, the atmosphere, bro. Let's talk about the atmosphere. Like, the atmosphere there was amazing. It was a proper, proper football atmosphere. Whether we're going to get the same atmosphere this side because South African football fans, we don't really attend football matches. Mare, I feel like it's not our fault, actually. I feel like I'm going to talk about this uh, somewhere down the, the, the line uh, of the podcast because we got to talk about our crowd attendance here in, in South Africa because in South Africa, apparently football is the number one supported sport. Mare, the attendance doesn't show. Actually, I feel like, and I don't feel like, because like, uh, judging by all of the matches I've watched and all of the rugby matches that I've seen, uh, rugby always has more fans than football. So, I, whether South Africa is the, uh, football is the most supported uh, sport medium in South Africa, I that's, that's up for debate. But then like, I'll look into it. So like, let's look at the game because like, on the, on the, on the, 65th minute, uh, Bafana coach uh, Hugo Bruce may, made a change because, trust me, we really needed some changes. Like, I give him credit for making changes, but he made the wrong changes. He made the wrong changes because Pesitao was not in the game. He was in the game, but then, like, at the same time, he wasn't in the game because, like, he wasn't given space, and every time he was given space, he would do 
something I, I don't know what and do. Lila K people. Mm. Should we even talk about Lila K? Because, oh, wow. Lila K. I'm so surprised Morocco didn't score. Oh, it's, oh, Ronan Williams. I feel like Lila K should just go and thank our God and the heavens and Ronan Williams because, like, ooh, he had a howler. He had a horrendous game. So, like, on the 65th minute, um, Hugo Bruce uh, took off uh, Lyle Foster for Yusuf Mart, which was which was a, a reasonable substitution because, like, Foster, other than the goal, he didn't really contribute that much. And Temin Kosilot for, for, for Nange, um, which was also a reasonable decision. Except for Nange, I don't understand how you put Nange on when you got, like, a Fahila K on the bench. So, like... That's the only, like, I agree with taking Lodge off because he wasn't really in the game because the whole team was defending and Lodge is not a defender. So I understand the taking him off part, Mara, the putting Nange on part, that's the part I don't have. And like, he, 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 he took his time like Hugo Bruce. He doesn't really make substitutions. So on the 90th minute, um, he took off Sitole, who I thought was decent. Uh, he put on Mahopa. Mm, still, you have Fakhila K on the bench who plays in uh, Egypt. Mara, you're still putting Mahopa, who got relegated. Not that I have anything against Mahopa, Mara. Come on, please. And he also took off Pesitao finally. I don't think what I don't know what was he waiting for because like Pesitao actually played 90 minutes for for Bongi Okay. And then in the 91st minute he took off Akulisumutao, who is probably one of his best players, one of Bafana's best players on the day because like Kulisumutao actually was he was Bafana's lifeline. He was Bafana's lifeline in the back. And yeah. So like looking at the game, um Morocco had like 27 attempts and 11 of them were on target. Whereas uh, South Africa had four attempts with uh, only one of those attempts, which was the goal being on target. So like Morocco had like 11 attempts on target. 11. Bafana had one. It really says a lot about Bafana's game plan because I think they just went there. They actually didn't think they were going to score. When they scored, they were like, oh, shit, it's happening. We're actually going to defend this goal with our lives for like 18 minutes. And I coach Hugo Bruce. I don't know how that comes or how that's about Mara. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And like, oh, also, let me I want to criticize coach Hugo Bruce because you as a coach, like you're there on the touchline. I'm there on my couch. I'm not qualified or something, but I have an opinion. So, like, when I coach Hugo Bruce, you have uh, our UEFA license and stuff. Like, you won the, the, the Cup of Nations with Cameroon, with Ivory Coast, man. So, like, you are there, and then you can see that uh, Morocco, like, they came straight out at the gate, like they came through 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 the wings. Actually, they came in through through Ashraf Hakimi's side because they were gonna target Ashraf Hakimi's side and try to to use that uh our left back side because like they have Ashraf Hakimi. But then like their job was made easier by the fact that it was Lila K who was at left back and wow. So like when I coach Hugo Bruce, you can see that um Lila K is getting overloaded. 
Balls are coming his side. Like every Moroccan attack is coming through uh, our left side. So you can see that Lila K is being overloaded. Mariachi doing nothing. You're not taking somebody to help Lila K there. Or at least you're not taking Lila K off. Like you're just watching like, ah, Lila K. But TV, just let them through. So like that's my criticism of 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 of. Kojuga bros because like you can see that Lila K was not in the game or like even if he was in the game you can see that he was being overloaded but still you don't send uh, reinforcements his, down his side to, to go help him so I don't know how that's about Kojuga bros and I and also oh our center backs you 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 Tarek Phillips Krankekan I don't know where were they were they even there uh, they were there to add the numbers but they didn't really play because um, I only saw Peter, even though he wasn't there, Mare, he was the most visible of the, 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 the and like Tariq Phillips and Grand Kekana, oof, like Tariq Phillips, like you guys can see that Lala K's side is, is getting overloaded and you guys can see that the coach is not saying nothing. I mean, like you guys should be professional enough. I mean, you're professional. You're playing for Cape Town City. You're going to play in, in Africa in the confet in the Champions League. You're playing for Mamelodi Sundowns. You're playing the Champions League. You can see that Lake is struggling. Mariette, none of you has the, 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 the mentality to say, all right, let me drop down to, to the left and try and help Lake with, with the overloads because you can see that they're overloading his side. Mara, then you guys just, you just sit there, go business as usual. You're not even... So, I, I don't know... I was going to say, I don't know how we lost the game by just one goal. But I do know, and it's Ronan Williams. If Ronan Williams was not in goal, mm, Morocco would have scored a lot more goals. And trust me, we would have been humiliated. So, like, thank God in the heavens, we only lost 2-1. And, oh, we almost miraculously came back with one point, which we would not have deserved because we did nothing. So, we did nothing. Okay, I want to touch on 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 Pesita, on like our attackers actually because Coach Hugo Bruce. Um, I want to touch on our attackers because our attackers it was Pesita and Lila K. So like Pesita had one shot which was off target, completed twelve passes, and he had like thirty three touches, and most of them were in were in his own half. And so I don't know whether that's 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 up to like uh. The squad not being the team not being set up well because the team was set up to defend. So it would be totally unfair to blame everything on Pesitao. Mara, even when he he had like a chance, a, a window of opportunity to do something, he would do something I don't know. So unpesitao like. So I don't know. His form has been off lately for 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 Wafana. And you know what's what's crazy? I saw the I came across this that uh about Pesitao that. He's never scored for, for Hugo Bruce's Bafana. Ever since Hugo Bruce became coach, like, he hasn't scored for, for, for them. And so, like, Pesitao, domestically, uh, he has scored five goals for Al-Ali in, in 15 uh, Egyptian Premiership matches. And then, like, on the bench, we had, like, uh, Evidence Mahopa, who had who had four goals uh, this past season. And Lyle Foster also had four goals in, in, in his league. Well, um, Victor Letualo, who was not selected, um, I don't know why, uh, has got like seven non-penalty league goals. Like, uh, Coach Hugo Bruce made a comment saying that uh, Victor only scores penalties. 
and then he's got seven non-penalty goals. That's that's three more. That's uh, that's three more than uh Lyle Lyle Forster and Evidence Mahopa, and two more than uh Pesitao. So like, how Victor Letualo is not paid for 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 this kind of game actually after the season he had, it's way above me. I know he's got penalty goals. So like. Who's your penalty taker actually on the national team? Let's say we got a penalty in the 89th minute. Who was gonna score it? Cause Pesi penal because Pesi Tau has has a bad reputation of taking penalties, especially for the national team. Um Lyle Foster, I don't really know much about his penalty taking. But I know that it's not as good as Victor Letualo. So why Victor Letualo is not is not is not um selected, I don't know. And also um why and and also why Ashley Dupriest, who who has nine non-penalty league goals, uh, is not also selected. I don't know because it's way above me. And if you're gonna give me a reason, like um, is the quality of the opposition they play against well? Why is evidence Mahopa there? Because he plays against the same opposition that our Ashley Dupriest played against. Patrick Mangi is there. He plays against the same quality of opposition Andile Jali plays. And like Andile Jali actually plays in Africa. So he plays against way much better competition, much much competitive, much physical. So like why Andile Jali is not there, why um our Ashley Dupriest are not there, I, I don't know. I don't know. So um i want to touch on our midfield because our midfield has been very unstable because in the midfield that's that's where you win a game that's where you win a match i mean a soccer match is one in the middle of the pitch yes you have to score goals mara those goals have to to come somewhere yes you have to defend goals mara defending actually starts from the midfield so like our midfield has been unstable it's been chopping and changing like we don't really have uh regular midfield options so like in the last eight matches of coach hugo bruce's uh matches in the last eight matches of coach hugo bruce um he's used um 10 players in midfield and he's tried out um seven different midfield combinations and surprise surprise andy Lijali has not featured in any of these matches so how um midfielder of the season like the best holding midfielder in, in, in the country has not featured in any of the national team's last eight matches. I I don't know. I don't know. So like the player who's featured the most in Coach Hugo Bruce's midfield in the last eight matches is is Debo Mukwena, who featured six times and who was absent for, for Thursday night's match. I don't know why. Um Mutobi Mvala four times. Ooh. Even Mutobi Mvala has featured four times. Andile Jali, the best holding midfield in the country, has featured zero times. Mara, Motobi Mvala has featured four times. I Let's just let it slide. Ethan Brooks has featured three times. Tiwang Pete and Tabang Monari, two times. Goodman Mosele, Njabulo Ngobo, Yusuf Mart, Teminkosi Lodge, and Sipele Lestolo. Recently, they all appeared once. So... That's that's the players uh coach Hugo has decided to experiment with in midfield. If you can experiment with a Motobim Vala and Jabulonga in midfield, why can't you experiment with the best holding midfielder in the country? So um that's that's 
I don't know, maybe that's why Coach Hugo is the coach and I'm not. I'm busy sitting here doing a podcast, not a qualified coach. Maybe maybe that's why, maybe that's why. Marana, I'm just saying the numbers don't lie. I see what I see and what I see is Andile Jali is a beast and how he's not there is above me. So that was the match. That was the match, Wafana versus Morocco. Um, actually, I made some some player rating ratings here. I rated every player. Um, even the the substitutes who came in in the in the six in the sixty fifth minute because I think they had more than enough time to actually influence the game, which is what one of them did. So here are a few of the the player ratings. They are out of ten. So Ronan Williams, I give him an eight. Like he had he had a super super game. He pulled off some amazing, amazing saves. Like, whether that was him advertising to Mamelodi Sundowns that, hey, yo, I am ready, come and get me. We don't know. Mari had a super game, so I give him an 8 out of 10. Lila K. <laughs> Lila K. I'm going to give Lila K a try because he had a horrendous game. Yes, you could say that he was overloaded. But there were times, um, actually, there was this moment where uh, Hakimi was played a one-two with this. I think it was number nineteen, the Moroccan number nineteen. He played a one-two uh, around Lila K, and then like they just passed the ball to Lila K, and Lila K just let it slide through, which allowed Ashraf Hakimi to actually get the ball, cut into the eighteen area, take a shot, and Williams saved Lake again. So like. Even, yeah, I know he was overloaded, Mara. He didn't help himself the way he played. So, Lala K, it's a 3 out of 10. Tariq Phillips, it's a 4 out of 10. He he was there. He was there, Mara. He wasn't there. So, it's a 4 out of 10. He didn't do much. Tibang Pete, 5. I'm giving Tibang Pete a 5 because he was the... the, the the best of the, the the center backs. He was he wasn't the best, but he was better than the other two center backs. And then so, Grand Kekana, I give him a four. I give Grand Kekana a four. Kulisumudau, I give him a seven, because he was the second best uh player for 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 South Africa after after Ronan Williams because he was making inroads, he was dribbling, he was kind of attacking. He was attacking like he would make a run forward and. Uh, only to find that there are no people forward, so he just has to go back or try to keep the ball in the Moroccan half, just to eat down a few seconds. And like he 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 defended really well, so Kulisimu Dawad gave him a seven out of ten, and then Sitola Sitola gave him a six. He had a decent game. I feel he was the third best player for for Bafana in the match because, uh other than the pass, actually he 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 made a few passes. He he closed down opponents like he he played his part. Uh Goodman Musele. Actually, I realized I haven't talked about Goodman Musele. Goodman Musele gave him a five because he wasn't great and he wasn't bad. So it's a five for Musele. Uh Lodge, Lodge, it's a four. I'm gonna give Taminkosi Lodge a four out of ten because Actually, I feel like it's not his fault because firstly, he was deployed in midfield and we all know that Lodge doesn't really play in midfield. So like he was deployed in midfield and most of the times he was his own half because like we, we held like uh, a low line. It was a low, low block, the lowest block I've always seen. So like Lodge can be out there 
which we hold, we held a low block, which forced uh, Morocco to, to, to hold a high line, so which pushed uh, our attackers to actually be in our own half to, to avoid being offside. So I'm giving Roche a four. Pesitao also a four. Ah, this was one of Pesitao's worst games in the in the national team colors. So Pesitao a four. Lyle Foster, I'm giving him a six. I feel um the the sixty five minutes he played, he contributed a goal. He had a few moments where he threatened to actually go and do something, even though it came to nothing. But he still played. I feel like it's not all down to him because he 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 was he was just out there and people were defending. So I gave him a six. So that's that's how it is. Um. Oh, Yusuf Mart. I'm giving him a four. Yusuf Mart. Yusuf Mart. Yusuf Mart. And like Patrizio Nange, I'm giving him a five because he didn't really do much. He didn't do much wrong. He didn't do much right. So I'm giving him a five. So that was the game. It was it was overwhelming. It was it was one way traffic. It was Morocco trying to score South Africa and South Africa defending and yeah. So now I want us to look at whether Bafana Bafana South Africa are ready for Afcon. Are we actually ready for Afcon? Because we're not ready for the World Cup. That's why we didn't qualify. Even if we qualified, I don't think we are gonna get through the last qualifying round. So we're not happy for the we're not ready for the World Cup. That's for sure. Mara, are we ready for the Afcon? Are we? So uh, first of all, I'd like um, us to to look at our uh, coach Hugo's stats. Uh, uh, ever since taking charge of Bafana, so like Bafana have played twelve games under coach Hugo Bruce. They won seven. They drew two and lost three, which equals to a 58% win rate. So of the seven wins that are the, the, the of the seven matches that they've won, uh they've only beaten a side that is ranked above them once in four matches because they played uh sides that are ranked above them four times. So they only won one out of those four matches. They lost the other three. They didn't even draw. They won one, lost three. And the two draws that they have, they came against sides ranked below them. So uh, when we're going at AFCON, you're going to find a Nigeria who are ranked above you. You're going to find a Morocco, a Cameroon, a Ivory Coast, a Egypt, a Senegal. All these teams are ranked above you. And already you, you, you're having... Uh, a picture of what your last eight is going to be like. So are we going to be in the last eight? Are we ready to play those kind of matches? I don't know. Only God knows. So like, uh, Brussels Bafana have an average position of uh, 45% in, in, in 12 of the matches that they played. Their average ball position is like 45%. So it's pretty evident that they are they are, they are not a, a, a ball-possessing side. They, they don't really like playing with the ball. I don't know whether it's, it's the players that are not enabling the coach to play with the ball or like the coach does, doesn't believe in the system of playing with the ball. I don't know. They have scored 12 goals and considered 11 goals while also keeping 7 clean sheets. Okay. So yesterday's game was the first where 
they took the lead and ended up losing the match. Because they played, they had three games where they took the lead. And they had, nah, actually, let me see. They, they they took the lead yesterday and actually lo- they, they, they lost. So the other two losses that they have are they they come they the losses came after they, they, they were they've been scored first. So like they've won all six of the matches which they scored first. So like oh in seven matches that they played, they scored first in the seven matches. And they won six and yesterday's match was the first one in which they scored first and went on to lose the game. So like um Hugo Bruce's top goal scorers are Evidence Mahopa with three goals, Bonikusle Songwani and Tebo Mkwena with two goals, and Kahiso Malinga, Tabisos Banyoni, Lyle Foster, and Mutobin Vala all on one goal. And surprisingly, uh, I think I talked about it earlier. Uh Pesita has never scored for Hugo Bruce's Bafana in the five matches he played under him. So he's yet to score under uh the new coach uh Hugo Bruce. So I think this that actually shows why 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 Hugo Bruce uh loves Mutobi loves evidence Makopa so much because he 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 he's actually loyal to, to evidence and evidence is to a point loyal to him because most of the time he's given a chance he 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 contributes he's at least puts in a goal here and there so so yeah that was that was Hugo Bruce Bafana Bafana against Morocco and my thought is actually I don't think I don't think we're ready for the Afghan because we're just gonna go there actually I think if we get a decent group, not a tough group, a decent group, we're going to bow out in the group stages. So we still have a lot of building up to do as as a national team. And we still have um a lot of talking to do. I feel like the coach needs to, to talk to other coaches, needs to talk to the league, men bridges, because like if there's one thing you shouldn't burn in life, we shouldn't burn in life, it's, it's bridges. So I feel like Hugo Bruce, as much as he's honest, as much as he he doesn't have a filter, he's bending a lot of bridges. There are some 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 comments you just don't have to make in the in the public domain. You can just tell the coach or the a certain player that you're not picking in private. And yeah, one on one, just don't come out to the media because I feel like you're bending a lot of bridges, and that's not gonna help your cause because. Next time when those people are supposed to come out and help you, they won't come out and help you because trust me, you are going to need them someday. So next up for, for Wafana uh, is a clash uh, on home soil against Liberia who have lost uh, seven of their last eight matches and are ranked 149th in the FIFA rankings. So I expect Bafana to win this match and actually to also win the return match in Liberia. I know they're going to have home ground advantage, Mare. The quality should still be too much. We have better quality than Liberia. So, And then before taking on Morocco again in the, in the last match of the qualifiers in March 2023. So... Good luck to Bafana in those matches. And yeah, let's just hope everything goes well. So in the the this is the last part of the pod. Um and I'm gonna look at uh the DSTV premiership transfers because I touched on a few of them uh in the in the ep- uh, the previous episode and said I was gonna talk about them uh in this episode. So like I'm recording this on the 11th June Saturday, so 
yeah everything here is off 11 june saturday so like i'm um, Sipombule to Mamelodi Sundowns for a surprise and for a surprise, 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 surprise. I almost missed that. For a surprise, surprise, and this close fee for for has been confirmed. His so Sipombule is is moving to 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 Mamelodi Sundowns from Super Sport for for an undisclosed fee, and I'm no longer surprised actually because every transfer in South Africa is an undisclosed fee. So. The 24-year-old has put pen to paper on a three-year deal with Masandawana after winning the MTNA twice and reaching the finals of the CAF Confed Cup with Supersport United. He contributed 21 goals, scoring 11 and assisting 10. So, it's going to be interesting seeing him uh, battling for a place in the already star-studded Mamelodi Sundowns midfield, um, who are already looking likely actually to do another domestic trophy sweep next season because... I mean, who else is going to challenge them? So, I I don't know. Sticking with Sundowns, um, <laughs> this next story, actually, I don't know. Because apparently, George Maluleka has been given parole. <laughs> Fuck it, let's get serious. So, Sundowns have confirmed that they've released uh, midfielder George Maluleka and striker Spusiso Villagazi. So... George Maluleka joined Sundowns in 2020. So, like, two years later, has been released. And also, Spusiso Villegazi has been released. So, moving on to KZN. Amazulu have reportedly signed Bafana under-22 centre-back Tendom Kumela from Cape Town Spurs, according to Lawrence Kola. Mkumela scored an impressive 17 goals for a central defender in his four seasons for Cape Town Spurs, formerly known as Ajax Cape Town. Amazulu also confirmed the signing of Velu Yege Zulu and Ryan Hanamap, oh, and Ryan Hamamap from Chipa United. Former Kaiser Chiefs winger Dumisani Zuma, TS Galaxy's Augustin Krem, and once Orlando Pirates top goalscorer Gabadinho Mango. They have also offloaded a whooping 14 players, most notably Kolam Lambo, Luvuyo Memela, Henrik Ekstein, and Sietemba Sitebe, amongst others, that club confirmed in a statement. And then moving on to Gauteng. I don't know whether it's Gauteng or Limpopo, but Skukun United have confirmed the signing of coach Kaitano Tembo, previously with uh, Supersport United, weeks after the club parted ways with uh, coach Owen Dagama. And according to Sokala Duma, they have signed 23-year-old DRC international defender Teresa Chibawa, Chibwabwa, <laughs> DRC. Defender Teresa Chibwabwa, who was playing his trade in, in Zambia's Red Arrows. And if reports are to be true, he'll be unveiled with former Kaiser Chiefs goalkeeper Daniel Akpe and Cape Town Spurs attacker Abed Nico Musiatlaka. Sikukune were not to be outdone by Amazulu, with they themselves also releasing 14 players with notable releases including Justin Shonga, Evans Rusike, and amongst the 14. So, the hashtag trending right now is DSTV Premiership 14. If you're not releasing 14 players, what are you doing? So... Moving on to KZN, uh, Golden Arrows have completed the signing of former Kaiser Chiefs frontman, 25-year-old Ryan Moon. Moon, who was released by Swedish side Vaberg's Boys. Mm, mm, mm. That's a tongue twister, Vaberg's Boys. Huh. 
scored seven league goals and assisted one for 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 the Swedish side in the in the Alsvenskan, Alsvenskan, which is the 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 Swedish top flight and yeah. Moving back to Gauteng, um, Roca Swallows' Dillian Solomon's agent confirmed that he has received call regarding the 26-year-old versatile midfielder with a decision expected to be made next week as he's still engaged in the DSTV promotional relegation playoffs with his current club, Mamelodi Sundowns. Word on the street, and if word on the street is to be believed, is that Kaiser Chiefs are the front runners to lend his signature. Sticking with Kaiser Chiefs, Golden Arrow swinger, Julio Moody wants to join Kaiser Chiefs. This is according to Idiski Times' Lawrence Kohler. Moody, whose contract with Abafana West 10 runs out at the end of the month, but with Arrows having an option to extend by a further year, scored four goals for Arrows in the league and is valued at $5 million by transfer markets. Kaiser Chiefs are currently engaged in talks to sign Morocco Swallows' Kamohelo Matlazi, Bafana's Portuguese-paced Gobamelo Kodisang and West African striker Frank Mbella, who is currently at Ghana's Asante Kotoko. This comes after Kaiser Chiefs also joined the teams using their recycle bin by recycling eight players and transfer listing two, while also securing the services of Stellenbosch duo Zita Quinica and Ashley Dupris and formerly Amazulu midfielder Sietemba Siteve. Now, moving to the other side of Soweto, Orlando Pirates have announced the release of former captain and Bafana player Tulani Tlatuayo. Tyson joined the Buccaneers back in 2020 and captained them to their first trophy in six years. The club also confirmed the departure of assistant coach Fatu Davis and after four years of service with the club and head coach and head performance analyst Darian Wilkin. Now, moving back to KZN. Oh, seems like Ziawe KZN. Marysburg United have parted ways with head coach Ennis Middendorp. The team of choice chose to pull the prog of Middendorp's third stint with the club after leading them to a 12th place finish. Four-time winning PSL coach Gavin Hunt has been linked to the post and we shall see what unfolds in the city of Marysburg. And last but not least, former Mamelodi Sundowns and most previously Amin's midfielder, Bonga Nizungu is in the country after his current after his current contract with the French second division side is set to run out at the end of the season. Now it remains to be seen where Zungu is going to be next, with the title of the hottest free agent in the country currently his with the talent he possesses. So that's what's happening in the DSTV Premiership. That has been episode two of Ebola Lassam Zansi. A South African football podcast with me, your host, Tony G. Um, thank you for listening and stay tuned for, for episode three because yeah, episode three is gonna be around is gonna be here around next week. So thank you again for, for being with me up until this point. I appreciate you. Like subscribe, like, and just just keep your, your heads up for, for the next episode. And yeah, we out.